and welcome to Pod Hard once again with me, Jonas Högberg. And Anders Sölkvist. What, what is this about? Uh, calling me. Yeah, uh, this what's is, this about? Uh, yeah, this is the New Year's Day special. I guess everyone will uh, expect something truly spectacular because of our huge gap. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna... Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about. But you had something in storage. Uh, yeah, well, usually we tend to do this. Uh, in Swedish we call it uh, nyårskarameller. Uh, the New Year's um, bonbons, I guess. <laughs> the translation would be. Uh, <laughs> our nuggets from the year that passed. Uh, and more specifically, our year podding. Um, so we tend to do a sort of compilation of uh, the year, uh, the best things that we uh, saw, um, and sort of list different things. Um, and you tend to give some uh, tips on action movies that uh, came out uh, this year, or the previous year. Uh, but uh, that will be difficult for you this uh, year, won't it? Yeah. Maybe. You haven't watched that ma- that many action <laughs> movies. No, I've seen a few, I suppose. And you've been disappointed. Uh, now nah, maybe I can talk something about uh, something. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, Say I I for, I for sure haven't seen like uh, one single action movie that came out in 2020. So uh, it's been a piss poor year for me. Uh, but I've seen a lot of old action movies. Uh, We've uh, done a journey in Podhard uh, from uh, like 1878 to 1939. And we've seen a heck of a load of movies, uh, especially in the early years when a movie was like five minutes long. Oh, we saw oodles and oodles of movies back then. Um, so uh, how, do you, uh, how do you feel our journey has uh, went, Anders? Have you learned anything Mm, I, I must say pass on that one. <laughs> okay, Anders have learned nothing. Well, uh, I guess I've, me myself, I've learned that, uh, well, everything was sort of put in place uh, very early on. All of the uh, uh, genres, all of the uh, uh, tropes that uh, sort of signifies the action movie. Uh, It was, like, done in the early 1900s. And then we haven't really seen that much new stuff, actually. So that was uh, sort of a revelation for me, at least. That, uh, well, everything was done pretty early on. Um, But, uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, a lot of great movies early on as well. So that's pretty cool. It actually pays off watching uh, movie history um, or dabbling in early movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, do you have anything to say about the action year 2020 or should we like, like uh, go uh, bananas on uh, the, the things we've actually seen in Pod Hard? Oh, I, I guess something might come up uh, under the duration or, or something. We'll work our way forward from 1870, what did you say? 1875 forwards to 1920? I, I think it's 1870. Uh, 2020. That, <laughs> I th- uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, 
20 oh to 2020 we're passing 39 and going straight for 2020 okay yeah we just go through it all now uh, so so it's done and uh, over with <laughs> done and dusted okay well done and dusted yeah so uh, no, i've I got a couple bullshit. of you call no. bullshit well that's pretty funny actually when you when you say bullshit like bullshit. arnold does but uh, i've actually been reading arnold's autobiography okay i got that for a pr- christmas present uh, so i'm knee deep in uh, bodybuilder uh, bullshit. Uh, bullshit exactly cool okay yeah so it's it, actually pretty good is there a, sh- a chapter on uh, on the on the on the bullshit bullshit on the use of the word bullshit i'm hoping uh yeah. so far I've, it's only bodybuilder stuff but uh i'm getting into the movie soon i think cool. uh, yeah that's maybe we related. should uh yeah maybe we should get into the movies anders um yeah well we you know with with the pace we're doing it's gonna be quite a while before we get into arnold movies um oh yeah continuing how, this journey how to make it yeah that's the question how to do it how to do it how are we, how are we gonna do it anders <laughs> Yeah, with the pace we're going at now, uh, I don't see it uh, happen. But uh, let's not dwell on the past or something. I guess not. Well, so do you have any uh, favorites or something uh, in those very early? Very oh, the early very the very early years movies. Or? The one minute <laughs> movies. Well, I well now I have to uh, recollect here. Um, the one minute man on one minute movies. Well, I, George Melier, of course, had some nifty things going for him. Yeah, um, the fat and lean wrestling match is probably my favorite of his. Yeah, that's Nouvelle good, yeah. Extravagante. Yeah, you know... Part of my the, French. <laughs> yeah, the the abstract uh, craziness of uh, George Melier's is... Uh, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, that's one of them. Okay, but uh, apart from Melier, then uh, you know, you, I had a uh, what? What's was that attack on a Chinese uh, mission, mission or something? Yeah. Uh, is is one of my favorites, and of course, uh, what's it called? Exploding a car or something? <laughs> yeah, well, how to stop a moving car? Isn't that the one you're thinking of? Uh, no, the one with the exploding car, I think. Okay. How to stop a moving car was uh, a, a, bit, a weaker follow-up, I would say. A weaker follow-up. You stopped <laughs> it with your ass. That's how you stop a moving car. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good life lesson. But I mean, uh, it's an an early, weaker sequel. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all of those early movies have sort of gelled together. Um, yeah, we saw quite a few. But uh, there was some pretty good stuff in the tens where all of the the comedians uh, got into their groove, and uh, when the women were taking to the to the skies, being stars, um, in their serials like uh, Pearl White and uh, Helen Gibson and all those uh, heroines uh, doing uh, train stunts and all sorts of um, uh, great stuff. So, yeah, a lot of great things from the tens, I would say. Yeah, there I would put... I was uh, pretty impressed by uh, Louis Weber and uh, Philip Smalley's suspense. 
Mm. Uh, the car chase where it it's filmed mm. in the uh, what's rear view, the mi- rear view mirror. mirror yeah yeah excellent uh, yeah shot, uh, choice <laughs> better than griffith yeah 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 by by far yeah by a mile um yeah definitely and uh, of course uh, douglas fairbanks uh, had uh, perhaps his best movies in the 10s yeah manhattan madness is of course my favorite yeah, Manhattan Madness, A Modern Musketeer, uh, great movie as well. Um, yeah, he was uh, really doing some nifty stuff in the tens. And then he made the feature movies and got bogged down by all of the narrative nonsense. As does a lot of these movies that uh, centers around action or uh, cool stuff. Unfortunately. Uh, but uh, anyway, Anders, I thought I would uh, start off with some uh, lists. Yeah, what do you have? What do you have for me? What do I have? Well, this is why you're calling me. Yes, this is this is actually <laughs> why I'm calling you because I'm gonna I'm gonna lay you lay on you these lists I've been coming up with. Are you laying it on as thick as usual? I guess I am. Are we talk- talking a three to four hour special? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. When we did our first uh, New York Carameller for like 2017, I, I think we we ended up with uh, a pod in like 2.40, two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, and uh, I think it raised the philosophical question. Uh, is a, a, a list containing one spot... Actually, a list. <laughs> well, I'll I'll try to stay away from uh, those. Uh, the, the, these are actually lists, but uh, some some are pretty small. Uh, okay. But maybe I should start off with a really small list. I have only two placements for this one, but I think you maybe can fill it out. Best doll action. Ooh, doll action. Now, I actually wish, wish I had done some uh, research for this one. You should oh, have yeah? dro- dropped it early on me. Yeah, so some you could do some research. great doll action throughout the years. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I've uh, only remembered like two, two, so it's only two on my list. Uh, I got <laughs> The Great Train Robbery at number two. Okay. Um, that movie from 1903 that many claims would be like the first feature movie or something like that. Although it's only like 20 minutes long. Um, They uh, throw a man off the train uh, when the train is moving at, well, high speed for 1903. Uh, And it's uh, definitely a doll they're throwing off the train. Um, But it's pretty nifty. Uh, They they, uh, frame the shot pretty good and uh, cut away from this uh, action pretty good well as as well so yeah that's my number two and uh, my number one is of course the many dolls in uh, Pitspalua yeah some uh, really real artistry in in the doll action in that one yeah definitely brief uh, but uh, poignant <laughs> <laughs> but exactly that's how that's how you frame your dolls uh, brief that's uh, how you frame your dolls. You don't want to lay your eyes too long on the dolls. You just want to have a flash. Oh my god, they're throwing someone down a ravine. Oh, it's a doll, okay. But there's something in, in, with the, those lifeless... Uh, I, I think I talked about that. It, it makes it... Uh, I think it's uh, almost... There's something scary about it. 
I, mm. I guess it's the the uncanny valley they are thrown down in or something. There, there's something uh, added by the... Mm. Definitely. I'm not a proponent of realism in mo- <laughs> in movies, so so I think it's uh, it definitely adds something. They're, a- and I- they're onto something with those dolls. Absolutely. But and I, 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 I actu- actually the... I actually think uh, people should use dolls more uh, nowadays as well. Yeah, and when I research researched some doll action, I I got into uh, what is a, a sort of greatest hits uh, on YouTube <laughs> with the, <laughs> okay. with the Three Stooges. I have never oh, watched yeah, the Three okay. Stooges, and they are great at doll uh, interaction. Yeah, <laughs> you showed me a clip that was pretty nifty, actually. Yeah, yeah. and they edit it very well, mm. back and forth between dolls and and the real bodies and and stuff. So mm. really fun stuff. But I wanted to mention, but I don't remember which one. Some of these early, early. Uh, British uh, cops and robbers uh, movies had some mm. fun uh, doll action as well. Okay. Uh, maybe. Yeah I, mm. uh, yeah, I don't remember which ones actually. Stop well, Thief, maybe the dude and the. No, the dude and the burglars was just a shootout. Well, yeah. I know we saw a lot of doll action in the tens as well, but uh, I've sort of forgotten uh, where I saw it. Um, so, yeah, I know there are a lot more doll action to be found <laughs> if you if you go uh, through our episodes from this year. Yeah. So uh, that's a lesson for all you listeners. You can't just listen to this episode. You gotta run through all of our old episodes as well. Uh, so anyway, that's on my list for best doll action. Let's move on to best geezer alert. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, explain this one. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we <laughs> you and me, we like our geezers. Oh, uh, we like our geezers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you caught me off guard there, but of course, uh, I like my geezer. <clears throat> Yeah, so so run the geezer alarm, the geezer alert, when uh, these geezers appear on screen. That's my takeaway, at least. Um, Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. I only got two placements here as well. <laughs> you only they... found two geezers through hundreds no, there, there, of years there are, of No, there are like a hundred geezers or so, but the, these are the geezers that stayed with me, at least. Oh, this is some geezer elitism. There are hundreds so, of geezers, but only two made a cut. Well, uh, the the number two geezer is the geezer in the ballroom scene going at it as his mustache in Prisoner of Senda. Uh, there's a big, uh, splendid ballroom scene, and uh, they are dancing with each other. This uh, pretend-to-be Prince King uh, and his uh, to-be queen... Uh, and there's a lot of uh, aristocrats in the background, and there's one <laughs> old fart that is twirling his mustache, or or is really going at his mustache in excellent style. Um, yeah, good fella. <laughs> yeah, and, you paint uh, a lovely picture. Yes, 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 yes. So twirling and, uh, away at the mustache. Yes, and my favorite geezers are actually two geezers. Uh, it's <laughs> my favorite geezer is actually two geezers. Well, yes. it's it's Donald Meek and Thomas Mitchell in Stagecoach. Uh, I think they have a fabulous rapport with each other uh, when they uh, when they <laughs> when uh, poor Donald Meek is uh, 
playing his own name and being meek when Thomas Mitchell is trying to uh, taste his um, his uh, whiskey samples that he's traveling with. And, and they uh, share share a spot then. Yeah, I think they're my my geezers uh, of the year. Yeah, can't <laughs> pick one from the other, so to say. Well, they have a great uh, chemistry, so uh, gotta be them both, I think. This guy uh, uh, bringing soup in uh, oh, <laughs> in wings, in, uh, was it? In... No, no, it's Hell's Angels. <laughs> Hell's Angels. Is he a geezer? Well, pff, I think he's a bit too young to be a geezer, and he actually appears in another list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, Best yeah, so... soup scenes. Coming up after the break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, let's carry on with. Yeah, let's uh, not dwell on it. Uh, best comedy moment. Best comedy moment. This is a big, thick list. We have seen some uh, outrageous comedy bits. Yeah, here's. Uh, well, I actually got quite a few here. Six. Yeah. Uh, six. 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 Uh, one. Six one. <laughs> I thought you was gonna say I actually only have two. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would have been poor of me. Um, I don't know about the placement. Maybe you can uh, be critical of that. <laughs> okay. uh, so yeah. at uh, placement number six, or how do you phrase it? Um, hanging themselves up on coat racks. Harold Lloyd doing this in a multitude of his movies. Uh, but it is in Safety Last, I think, uh, that the penultimate hanging himself up on a coat rack uh, appears. Um, at least I think it's in that movie. Wasn't it a pretty good one in one of those uh, sh- shorter ones as well? One of the earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But this uh, is, yeah. this is uh, refinement. <clears throat> yeah, in this is perfection estimation. of the hanging himself up on a coat rack and... Uh, uh, pretending to be a coat when someone enters the room. Ah, uh, yes. Pretty good stuff, I would say. Pretty good stuff. Um, so, moving on. Uh, <laughs> number five. Uh, injecting horse with morphine to achieve slow motion in the three must-get-theirs. Yeah, this uh, was a, a, a breakthrough in the slow motion yeah, <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i think so it's uh, it's pretty good pretty good stuff uh pretty funny scene and uh, number four uh the musketeers shaking hands constantly in a fight in the three must get theirs um there's a lot of good stuff in the three must get theirs uh, really recommend people to go out and see that um and there's a fight scene <clears throat> where there's two of the musketeers uh maybe Porthos and Aramis I don't know which one um everybody else is fighting with each other in the background but these guys are like shaking hands constantly <clears throat> they're turning away from each other and then going back and shaking hands turning away shaking hands turning away shaking hands it's a great routine um and number 3 we have Porthos getting spanked with a sword in The Three Musketeers, not The Three Musketeers. Um, There's actually a bit of comedy in uh, Fairbanks movies as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That guy is uh, green. (laughs) He's all greens. 
And number two, guy doing pratfall into a bowl of soup in Hell's Angels. Oh, here he is. Yes. He's number two, man. Potential geezer is number two on the comedy routine. Uh, yeah, thematic. definitely. Uh, and number one comedy moment. Can you guess it, Anders? No, I have no idea. Okay. I think you might agree with me here. It's Scarface's secretary when he pulls a gun on his telephone. <laughs> it's a good one, but is it the best comedy moment <laughs> of uh, all time? I w- almost said. <laughs> well, I think it was so surprising that uh, it got uh, maybe my biggest laugh. It's a pretty um, interesting character. Yeah, and he has a great scene later on when he's at the diner and uh, there's like a rivaling gangster clan shooting down the, the diner and he's at the telephone again um, and he doesn't know where to where to go when they're, bring, when they're starting shooting there. Uh, a great guy with some great um, uh, grimaces in his face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can uh, you can shoot in if you find uh, anything, um, if you would like to add to the list or something. Uh, I'm bit su- there was no Buster Keaton on here. I, I'm a bit surprised, but uh, I don't know what uh, what bit I would uh, pick exactly. Well, uh, I mean, Buster Keaton, he has... Uh, I, I wouldn't say his comedy is uh, fantastic, uh, I mean, his stunts, they are amazing, and uh, his chases are amazing, and he does uh, some uh, very intelligent uh, comedy. Uh, I do like, maybe that would be on the list as well, when they are doing, uh, when they're changing for the, the swim uh, in the cameraman, I think it is. <clears throat> do you remember that? Yes, uh, in the s- small uh, little... Uh... The, yeah, very small changing room. Buster Keaton and another guy uh, goes into a very cramped uh, changing room and they're changing into each other's uh, <laughs> clothes and uh, finally each other's uh, bath uh, robes or something like that. It's kind of a precursor to the, the elevator fight scene. I think we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. Um but uh, for for sheer comedy moments, I don't know. Uh, it, it's not like laugh out loud funny. Um, it's more like uh, these weird moments in in uh, more serious movies that really gets me. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's uh, carry on another list. Why not? Yes. Uh, best greatest explosions in movie history. Oh wow! Yeah. Well. I only have two here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have listed more in, in the shows. Yeah, I think you can uh, chime in here. Oh, do um, I remember anything? I mean, I people are going to so. think I'm pretty drugged out or something because... Uh, but you always are. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I, I know I know you talked about the explosion in the beginning of The Cameraman as one of the greatest explosions yeah, in, that, of all that time. Yeah, that is one hell of an explosion. Is it featured on the yeah. list? But I can't really list that because that wasn't really a part of the movie. That was from a newsreel. But um, it's, it's in the movie. Of course it's part of the movie. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you can uh, phrase it like that. I can't do it. So uh, okay, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave it off the list. I'm going to shoehorn it in there. Okay. 
So my number two placement is Wings. Um, there's some fantastic air battles and there's a fantastic crash scene uh, when a plane uh, crashes down. Um, so yeah, fantastic stuff all around and great explosions as well. But of course it's Hell's Angels that takes the number one spot with their huge explosions. I mean it's explosions upon explosions upon explosions. And uh, they're not doing miniature work. They're actually doing real explosions here. It's pretty far out. Um, well, I mean, the, the Zeppelin is a miniature, but it's like, uh, it's almost like 1-2 or something. Uh, so it's almost as huge as a real Zeppelin when they're, uh, when it's exploding inside of this huge barn that they have, um, um, where they have positioned it. Yeah. But, uh, this is essential explosive cinema. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great shot when the Zeppelin is going down towards the ground and you and you got this point of view shot up uh, onto the Zeppelin. Um, but my number one explosion would be when they attack an ammunition depot later in the movie and, uh, <laughs> and the explosions uh, give birth to new explosions. And the explosions are so goddamn uh, big that they almost reach up to the airplanes above. Uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty great. Yeah, go watch uh, the explosives. Yeah, don't watch the rest of the movie except the waiter. <laughs> okay, the the waiter and the explosions. Yes. Um. So let's <coughs> carry on with another list. Uh, how about best camera technique, Anders? How about it? Well, I actually got a couple of here. Um, number seven. Uh, the whip pans in alleyways in Keisatsukan. Yeah, uh, pretty good, eh? What, what, huh? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> well, you remember Keisatsukan, where yeah, yeah, he course. becomes a, a detective, a real sleuth and um, starts to stalk his uh, old friend. And he does that in alleyways, and the whip pans, they're not sure actually where um, our hero is. He's like um, going into alleyways, disappearing, uh, appearing in other alleyways, and the whip pans are like moving around trying to find him. Uh, I think it's uh, quite a spectacular use of the camera. Yeah, that movie holds up as a whole uh, as well. That, that That's an important uh, action cinema thingy, Majig. Mm. Uh, watch it in full. <clears throat> Absolutely. Just don't, um, don't just go for the whip pants. <laughs> well, the whip pants are pretty good. <laughs> which is um, true for... Uh, which one? There was another Japanese movie that... that uh, evolved the whip pan throughout. <laughs> yeah. Does it feature on this? Uh, no, because I, I didn't remember which one it was. Um, but it was pretty it, impressive as well because they, they throughout the movie they, they tried to do them and they missed the, the, the place, the spot where they were supposed to stop the camera. But mm, then mm. they just nailed it and it yeah, was very yeah. impressive. And then uh, they even <clears throat> did it in an, uh, an action scene back and forth mm. uh, between uh, I think it was one of those uh, Japanese serials um, that we watched yeah um, I'm trying to 
find it in my notes, but uh, yeah, hell, this is uh, one messy... Just listen to Podhard, everybody, and you'll find out. Yeah, we uh, talk about it at length. Probably. Definitely. My I number think it five... snowed as well in the sword fight, so there mm. were some visual mm. things going on in that one. It was a bit, uh, as we would say in Swedish, sit, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit bogged down narrative-wise. Uh, yeah, so num- my number six placement for best camera technique uh, is the following camera in Orochi. Uh, if you remember the fights, uh, they're actually running towards the camera and the camera is uh, moving backwards uh, and everybody is uh, running away and uh, following suit with the camera. It's uh, very spectacular stuff. Yeah, and the thing and with I... Orochi is that it, it uh, also played into the, the character's uh, inner, inner uh, world uh, mm. in, in a spectacular way. So, so yeah... The, the Japanese movies are are pretty good at at this uh, early on. Mm, definitely. Uh, yeah, my number five. It's the Straub and Hulia pan in Steamboat <laughs> Bill Junior. <laughs> you, you place that above the the the, the Japanese technical uh, I mean, efficiency. Did did you see how slow that pan was? That was spectacular for that uh, era of uh, of uh, camera equipment. Yeah, but didn't it stop halfway or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became a cheesy pan at the end, but the beginning. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was and it was so uh, weird to see that kind of a pan in a Buster Keaton movie. So uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> well, feel free to to object to my placements. No, no, That's, no, no. Uh, yeah, so my number four. Uh, remember, best camera technique. I don't really know if this uh, should be a camera technique, but ah, uh, throw it's it in. The, there. It's the mystery of Sherlock Junior. Is it a match cut or? Is it not a match cut ah. when Buster Keaton jumps through the window and into a dress? Mm-hmm. And later on when he jumps into the belly of a man and the man starts uh, moving out from the wall. Uh, th- there are these mystery elements and we can't quite fathom uh, if it's actually uh, been an edit here or not. Uh, Cinema is magic. Uh, yeah, it's Buster Keaton being a magician. Um, and uh, <clears throat> as we talked about when we did the pod on Sherlock Jr., Buster Keaton actually performed the uh, gag, the stunt, when he jumps into the belly uh, at a show in like the 50s, uh, a TV show in America. Uh, and uh, everybody was aghast and didn't, uh, and didn't know how he had uh, done that. Because it was so excellently performed. And so, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he was a magician. Yes, my <clears throat> my number three. Uh, this maybe is a bit high. Maybe I would put it lower down. Okay. Um, it's the muscle flares in darkness in our hospitality. Uh, there's a shootout in the beginning of the movie. Uh, if you remember, it's a movie about two rivaling clans. And the uh, the father, Buster Keaton's father has a shootout with another dude in a cabin or outside a cabin. Uh, and it becomes uh, total darkness. And then there's lightning flashes. 
Um, and there are muscle flares from the guns that are showing up in the darkness. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was much. It, 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 it was great, and uh, I, I just gotta chime in that Massist from 1915 had a similar. Uh, it's not total darkness, but uh, the muscle flares are are uh, at the focal point, or so to say, in the dark, uh, mm. in a very brief scene as well. It, there, yeah, there's something about that uh, that thing. Mm. Maybe it's not to be characterized as a camera technique. Maybe I should have uh, uh, come up with another list for this one. Uh, Visual uh, magic. (laughs) Best visual magic, absolutely. (laughs) Maybe something like that would have been better. Um, But uh, my two two favorite are absolutely best camera techniques. Uh, My number two is the seasickness camera. Uh, in the Charlie Chaplin film we saw... Now I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, uh, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, we just get, goes to we show that my research... research and, uh, <clears throat> my research checking. is, is uh, bad as hell as well. Um, maybe I should do a quick googling. Uh, was it The Immigrant? Yeah, I think it was. Immigrant Charlie. I think it was maybe the only Chaplin movie we saw in full. Yeah, it's it's the action. immigrant, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's on a boat, and Charlie Chaplin uh, is becoming like seasick with the sea, and when the camera it like uh, follows the boat's movements onto the waves, so it's going uh, to the left, to the right, and. Uh, and he does some great comedy bits that maybe not laugh out loud funny, but really enjoyable. Uh, like when he sits down for a meal with his buddy and the plate of food um, runs between them on the table. It goes up, goes to the one guy, he gets a bite and then uh, the sea turns and uh, the plate turns on the table and goes up to Charlie and he takes a bite and f- so forth. Um, pretty nifty stuff. And my number one camera technique thing would have to be the camera moving through cafe tables in wings. That is truly spectacular thing. Um, and I've seen like um, how they did it. They like uh, <laughs> they have some sort of lines to the tables so they can pull away the tables as the camera is pulling through them. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, another testament to um, what kind of crazy things they were coming up with early on in cinema. Um, nowadays, it would probably be like, uh, I don't know, a VFX shot uh, or something. People wouldn't uh, uh, really think about doing crazy things like this, I think. I would maybe add those uh, cool... Uh, camera on a crane or something uh, <laughs> from uh, both Harold Lloyd in uh, uh, what what's that called the boy what was it called oh this. grandma's boy no no it wasn't that one uh, a later one uh, okay uh, one moment uh, what was the movie about 
Harold Lloyd going around <laughs> doing silly things. Okay. All right. Uh, it was a Harold uh, Lloyd movie when he used a crane. Yeah, when he's saying? climbing the tree up. Oh, and the camera yeah, that follows. movie. That movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. You mean the elevator crane? The elevator crane, exactly. Yeah, and Buster Keaton had another elevator thing. Exactly. Um, was it in the cameraman going up yeah, the stairs? Yeah, it's in the cameraman. Yeah, going up the stairs. Yeah, that's pretty good as well. Those two. Yeah, that should have been on the list. Yeah, definitely. Those two. I forgot about those. Off the top of my head. Oh, well, let's move on with best brouhaha. Yeah, your favorite thing. Yeah, I like those brouhaha's, man. That's been a recurring theme through our our pods. Uh, me using the word brouhaha. And, uh, of course, a brouhaha is a big fight. Um, this is an important list for, uh, for the action... Uh, Connoisseur. Connoisseur. Yes, and uh, you, you're going to have to fill out this list for me because I only remembered three good fights here. So uh, it's up to you to uh, make it thicker. <laughs> it's up to me. <laughs> yeah. You should have uh, informed me about this one earlier specifically. Now I have to draw it from memory. So the best big fights, are we calling, uh, talking brawls? Uh, many on many, one on many, or is it one on ones included as well? I think we can include one-on-ones. I don't think I would characterize a brouhaha as only, uh, you know, several people going at it. It it would have to be a fierce, violent fight. A real brouhaha. And it can be just two, two persons. <laughs> but you really want... Oh, real fierce action and emotion in We've this. We've seen so many, man. I know. Okay. But but I I only have three, um, <laughs> and and then it's up to me to fill out the rest. <laughs> yes, and then it's up to you to fill out the rest. So oh, my number you. three fight is the furniture fight in the church in the man who knew too much. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. A, I mean, a furniture fight should always place on a list. Absolutely. Actually, I I had an, an intention of doing the best furniture fight list, but then ah. It became the best brouhaha. Yeah, we instead. haven't uh, reached James Bond yet, so so it would be a meager yeah, list. <laughs> not that many, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But uh, yeah, this is a great uh, fight, although it's very short. It's uh, yeah, packed with uh, great emotion, and mm-hmm. I love packed it. Packed with great furniture. <laughs> Definitely. And I love it that uh, an old lady is sitting at an organ uh, and playing to um, uh, so that the sounds of the fight doesn't reach the street. And that's a great uh, touch, I think. Uh, yeah, my number two would have to be Harold Lloyd's Haymakers in Grandma's Boy. If you remember that fight, it's at the end of the movie. Um, it's a pretty boring movie as a whole. But when he, when Harold Lloyd gets going with his Haymakers, uh, you want to get out of the way. Because he's like, um, he's like a cartoon character, like... Um, doing uh, circles with his arm uh, and going at it. He's uh, fantastic. Yeah, and he has some great takedowns and stuff in in other movies. There's, uh, Mm. I mean, there could be a top Harold Lloyd fights list. Yeah, that's up to you, man. That's up to me. (laughs) Yeah, You're putting my action credentials uh, on the line here, man. 
and I ain't gonna be able to live up to them in in real time. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's see then. What do you think would be the number one best brouhaha? The number one best brouhaha. Does the samurai movies count? Um. Well, I think a brouhaha is. Uh, Fists or <laughs> furniture. <laughs> furniture. Fists. Yeah. <laughs> Fists or furniture. I think swords, that would have to be an entirely different uh, category or list. Um, so, yeah. That's a great store name. Fists and furniture. Fists and furniture. Yes, sir. Come right uh, in. Well, I won't uh, drag this on. Um, my number one is the fight scene in A Modern Musketeer where Douglas Fairbanks goes crazy, climbing the walls, throwing furniture, knocking people out left to right. It's fantastic. Yeah, he, he's let loose. Yeah, that's Douglas Fairbanks at his uh, absolute best, I would say. That's the one where he... Isn't it the one where he throws a big-ass table on someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we were... We were thoroughly Im- impressed with the table throwing. <laughs> <laughs> Some great table throwing in that one. Yes, sorry. Yes, sorry. Uh, yeah, so do you have uh, another brawl that you would like to add to the best <laughs> brouhaha? <laughs> does, does the fat and lean wrestling match count here? <laughs> Melier. <laughs> well, I guess it could. You want to add it? Let's yeah, yeah, do sure. It. Put it in there. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Mm. Damn, this feels like I should have something uh, here. Yeah, you you have a pretty poor memory, don't you? Yeah, what's uh, wrong with me? I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, let's move on to the best train stunt. Ah, silence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, to uh, heighten the tension. <laughs> that kind of silence. So, Did it um, work? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. My number three <laughs> is uh, Barney Oldfield's Race for a Life. <laughs> yeah, you really uh, dug that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the it was like the only Keystone Cops uh, movie that I actually enjoyed. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the villain is so utterly villainy in that movie, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. And uh, there's uh, some poor person on the train tracks being rescued in the last second when a train is uh, uh, charging. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Uh, My number two would have to be Helen Gibson jumping from a bridge onto the train in Hazards of Helen. Um, If you remember that stunt. Uh, An early... And early on, she had uh, taken a car, I think. I think it was the same uh, movie when she was uh, racing towards the train with a car. Um, so there's what there was a lot of action here. Um, and Helen Gibson, uh, yeah, she rocked it all right. And uh, it was uh, quite a dangerous stunt. She almost fell off. She got uh, uh, trapped with her dress in uh, in a thing in the train there. Uh, when she jumped down. So could have ended up badly. But it didn't. My number one best train stunt. Would have to be from the general. Buster Keaton's uh, masterpiece. Uh, and there's so many great uh, train stunts in this movie. Uh, 
he throws a log at a log in front of a train and almost gets decapitated by the log. Um, he shoots a cannon uh, at another train and uh, it uh, explodes behind the train in the same shot. It's a shot within a shot, as we said in our podcast. Um, and there's a lot of... Um, uh, I, I, and absolutely, the the ending when the train uh, catapults into the uh, into the river uh, is spectacular as well. So uh, yeah, it's a movie filled with great train stunts. So I'll move on to another list. If you don't want to cut in with uh, anything else, just feel free. And I'll do uh, the best uh, chase scene. It's a seminal list, eh? So I got uh, four um, points here. Uh, My number four would have to be the stagecoach chase, uh, where the Indians are uh, chasing the stagecoach and uh, shooting arrows, and everybody's uh, blamming away, and uh, there are some great uh, drama inside of the stagecoach at the same time of the chase. Um, there is this uh, card shark that uh, is about to shoot uh, a woman in the stagecoach because he thinks they will all get uh, massacred by the Indians and he wants to spare her that but uh, just as he's about to shoot her he gets shot by an arrow and he drops his gun and it's uh, framed very eloquently by uh, John Ford it's a great, uh, it's a great scene. Uh, my number three would have to be the chase scene in Sherlock Jr., where Buster Keaton goes bananas. Uh, he uses a car, a motorcycle, and at the very end, another car. So he changes vehicles. Uh, he does some crazy banana stuff. Uh, goes on a bridge that collapses. Uh, he passes through a strongman competition and uh, all sorts of craziness erupts. Uh, it's it's uh, fantastic. Uh, my number two pick would have to be Girl Shy with Harold Lloyd. It's like a half hour chase scene where absolutely everything happens. Um, and I think you agree with me that uh, he really goes through um, everything uh, you can possibly chase another person with. Uh, and and he's, uh, he's not actually chasing someone, he is rushing um, to stop the wedding um, in this movie. But uh, he, he, it's so many great stuff happening. Um, he... he um, he gets uh, taken by a, by a tree off his uh, uh, his car. Um, he is uh, riding on the back of a fire truck uh, and um, hosing away uh, with a fire hose. And he's hijacking a what do you call him a spårvagn, um, a truck, a train truck of some sort, um, a, a cable car you call it, perhaps. Um, um, it's like San Francisco or something. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and he goes on motor bo- motorcycle as well, and uh, he uses a horse, um, 
And, you know, I I think the only two things he didn't use was like a boat and an airplane. But uh, apart from that, he uses like every vehicle possible on land. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty nifty stuff. And I think... Yeah, would feature on any chase list, I think. Regardless of of year. Absolutely. I think these uh, top three... Uh, chases would uh, should appear on every chase list uh, and I think you know the number one chase Anders mm, I think it's uh, uh, the pumpkin race <laughs> from 1907 <laughs> well, no uh, not, that's not a number one but but it it, it should have a mention <laughs> I know you would uh, mention that. Well, a shout out to the pumpkin race, absolutely. As uh, as well for uh, the race of the sausage, also from nineteen. Yeah, the pumpkin race. It's a donkey. I think it's a part of the chase there. Uh, yeah, that everybody's poor, poor chasing donkey. after these pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> no, but shoot. <laughs> uh, well, of course, Anders. It's uh, it's a person we never have heard of before we did this uh, um, this journey through action cinema history. It's a person we didn't know jack shit about, but who appeared uh, and showed us how it's done. His name is, of course, Larry Salmon. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he, I mean, apart from the fact that almost all of his chase scenes are sort of the same, that's that's a bit... um, uh, that's a bit sad. Um, he doesn't do many variations, but it's the chase scene in horseshoes that I would have to pick as my number one uh, because it's so relentless. It's so furious. It's such ghastly speeds they're going with. There's so much smoke going up from the... Um, uh, grovelly roads they're traveling. Uh, there's so many turns. Um, they're stopping the cars, getting into another car. They're going motorcycle sidecar. Uh, the pursuers is a whole band of people shooting at him. Uh, we talked about this, uh, that uh, this is one thing that um, uh, movies of uh, today should pick up. Uh, like these uh, overfilled cars with people just shooting <laughs> at uh, the peop- the person they're pursuing. Um, it's uh, it's funny as hell, and it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And it ends uh, with him uh, grabbing onto a rope as his motorcycle is uh, pummeling down tr- through a ravine. So the stunts are amazing. There should definitely be uh, a couple of more guys on every vehicle than it can handle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's my list for the best chase scenes we've seen. Would you agree with me? Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Okay. <laughs> for, for the moment. For the moment. So um, I haven't, uh, as with everything here, I haven't made much thought uh, about these uh, in uh, particular. (laughs) 
So I'll move on to my next list. Uh, this is a classic. This has featured in uh, every of our New York Karameller. It's the best douchebag behavior from the hero. Oh, I think I know one that will... F- no, no, I take it back. Well, this uh, <laughs> this is a list we, we tend to do every year. Uh, we, we have noticed that uh, in a lot of action movies, um, <laughs> the hero almost always is a douchebag in some way. Uh, and this is a tradition that started early on, it seems. Um, so my number four pick would have to be... And I, and I guess this could be like Douglas Fairbanks in every movie that is made. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think he achieved uh, some uh, douchebag uh, um, greatness in Don Q, Son of Sorrow, when he goes around whipping people with a smile in the beginning of the movie, being a jolly fellow and... Uh, just uh, harassing people. So it's the and, pinnacle and of of asshole. Well, well, I mean, you could actually just pick a Douglas Fairbanks movie, and it would be fine. I mean, in your favorite Douglas Fairbanks movie, <laughs> Manhattan Madness, he charges a guy that doesn't know he's about to be charged uh, in the beginning of the yeah, movie yeah, for when real. he comes. Yeah, for real, there, he's just an extra that is supposed to walk by, and instead Douglas Fairbanks just uh, pummels him and takes him down to the ground. You, uh, uh, so basically, Douglas Fairbanks' douchery is just he himself shining through. It, it's not <laughs> in the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, that, that feeling about the... We like that in, in a way. The Douglas Fairbanks' mm. uh, films kind of have this uh, feeling of them putting up a camera and see what the hell will happen. Mm, definitely. When when that guy walks in. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's perhaps why I... That that's shines through in my number three pick as well, because that's Errol Flynn being Errol Flynn. <laughs> uh, that's uh, one uh, quality that he really picked up from Douglas Fairbanks, how to be a douchebag. <laughs> oh, good thing to pick up. Yeah, uh, I mean, Olivier de Havilland has talked a lot about uh, how Douglas Fairbanks uh, pulled pranks on her all the time and she was furious at him. Um, so that uh, I, I, I couldn't really um, uh, find... A, a, classic Errol Flynn moment in his movies where he's being a, a douchebag. I think the love scene in Robin Hood with uh, in the tower uh, he's being quite a douche but um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, So this list kind of conflates the character in film and, mm, and the mm. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in real life. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, at least this placement on the list. Uh, <laughs> but for no particular reason. No, but no, no, no particular reason. Knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, but there is a tra- <laughs> there is this... Uh, we, we've always uh, romanticized uh, douchebags. Uh, it's kind of problematic. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. There is something about them. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, and I can get a bit tired of, of the douchebag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. 
So my number two moment uh, would have to be Fred Astaire singing about him stalking Ginger Rogers in Top Hat. Uh, yeah, and hopefully this is uh, the character in the movie. <laughs> or, I or... hope so. I think Fred Astaire was actually a nice guy, but uh, who knows? Who, who knows, knows, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's singing about clouds uh, in this uh, weird thing. He's talking about clouds, how they are... Uh, how one cloud is pursuing another smaller cloud and that cloud doesn't want to be pursued by the other cloud. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's essentially talking about their relationship. Yeah, it was um, very unpleasant. Yeah, very very dour, as you say. Has romance always been like this on, on the screen? <laughs> I think so. Um, it's very weird um, how to woo a woman in early movies. Um, so my number one spot, best douchebag behavior from the hero, it's Harold Lloyd buying crackers to a girl <laughs> to shun his old girl in Girl Shy. Yeah, we were heartbroken. What a douchebag. Man, I was so furious with him here. That is one scene etched into memory. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Harold has just found out that he's been re- his novel has been rejected and he won't be able to get the money to marry this wealthy girl that he's pursuing, which is weird in itself. So he... He doesn't want. He wants to break it off with her, and he says, "I'm over you. It's through." And then, when she's still around, he goes up to another girl and uh, buys a cracker box to her. And this is a thing that he and um, the girl he's really uh, infatuated with. Uh, they had a thing with uh, cracker boxes. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. Uh, so this is a really heartbreaking scene. And uh, grade A douchebaggery from Harold Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got a tear in my eye just thinking about it. Oh, man. Even now. Ooh, let's move on, man. Um, I think we'll do this list. It's my list of the best taken aback reactions. Oh. <laughs> Wait, there was a movie that was mainly taken aback. Actions. Yeah, it was it was almost all taken aback. Uh, <laughs> Does it fill up the whole list or? No, no, no. I I have five five um, points here. Uh, I want to make um, my number five placement is the British dude in the beginning of the man who knew too much when he gets shot. Yeah. Um, if you remember, you kind of get at, taken uh, aback when you get shot. It's, yeah, it's he, a, they're it's at, a at like a ski resort and they're having a dance, and uh, all of a sudden a bullet flies through the window. And this British dude, he doesn't react at all. He simply pulls up his uh, shirt and sees there's a red blot being uh, formed in his chest. And so he noticed, oh, I've been shot. And it's the best British reaction of all time, I would say. He simply gets a taken-aback reaction without being taken aback. Ah, yeah, 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 now I remember. So it's not a taken-aback reaction. Well, it's a taken-aback uh, negative, <laughs> if you see what I mean. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's an... Uh... 
it, it, it evolves the taking them back uh, tradition. Mm, 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 mm. Certainly. Very good. So my number four is the dude inviting all of the musketeers into his house only to lose all of his food to them in the three musketeers. Um, they're like loitering about. They're, they don't really have anything to do. They're hungry. They haven't much money. And so they simply break into a person's house, sort of, and says, uh, Hey, man, long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi. So, oh, you're having a meal. Well, we'll, we'll eat all of the food then. And so they just uh, throw themselves at the food. And this poor dude is uh, achieving taking it back slowly. Ghastly. Mm. It's uh, it's another variation on the taking it back formula. Heartfelt. Yes. Um, my number three pick is from the Prisoner of Senda. Uh, Sir Aubrey Smith. He is the one playing um, the king's uh, right-hand man, if you remember. Um, and he has uh, best taken aback reactions when the actual king in the beginning of the movie is being a is being a douchebag. Uh, he's uh, like uh, drinking wine and uh, offending the uh, uh, the kingdom with his. Uh, he doesn't think, oh, I'll be a bad king and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Sir Aubrey Smith, uh, he has this. Um, fantastic face to all of it but the king didn't quite make uh, the douchebag list well he was uh, so little in the movie yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah but this guy so. uh, is he a geezer the other the yeah he's back. a geezer yeah. he's a geezer absolutely yeah big geezer geezer alert alert geezer alert absolutely um and my number two pick would have to be the old fart in the beginning of top hat when uh, Fred Astaire is reading a newspaper in a very clandestine, in a very posh, uh, uh, like, uh, restaurant. <laughs> and there's a lot of old farts around. And, uh, geezers, he's, you he, mean? Yeah, it's a lot of geezers, man. A lot of geezers. Uh, and they're reacting. I can't remember what they're reacting to, but I remember that the reaction they had yeah, was, it was amazing. taken aback to the extreme. Uh, he did something unruly for a posh British upper class uh, salon. It was taken aback as art form. I remember yes. the 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 shots, uh, <laughs> the shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. But what movie was it that was uh, that taken aback? The movie didn't it? It was Top Hat. Man. It was Top Hat. Okay. Yes. So, could so feature... my number one pick is Edward Everett Horton. Okay. The man playing Fred Astaire's best buddy. The taken aback man. He <laughs> is the taken aback man. It's in every scene Ev- he's in. It's yes, it's in every line of dialogue he it's has. He's been taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's even taken it, aback, taken aback. I mean, there's layers upon layers of taken aback. Yes. yes. Uh he's he's great and uh, his, um, he, he reacts so slowly to what uh, Fred Astaire is saying. So his, Fred Astaire is saying something slightly raunchy and uh, Edward Everett Horton is like thinking first, oh, you're saying something nice about me or, or the yeah, situation. Yeah. And then slowly he reacts, what? He's not saying something nice at all. I'm taken aback. 
And slowly, and slowly, this is simmering up in my dank memory. And it's like chef's kiss taken aback uh, reaction of all time. Chef's kiss taken aback of all time. <laughs> you know where you heard it, folks. And as yes. uh, as I think I talked about in that episode, we this is we we are not focusing on the action. <laughs> <laughs> kind of skipping over the, the, the chase scenes and fight scenes and linger on the taken aback list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know where it's at. Well, um, I have a couple of minor lists that I have only like two two points on, but uh, I don't know. The minor I, I was I was thinking about uh, making some more points for the best derailing the narrative. Mm. Um, I like I mean, derailing narrative. That's, that's something we've been talking about a lot uh, through the year, but uh, I couldn't quite remember which uh, movies that uh, were big on derailing the narrative. Uh, I only have uh, Footlights Parade at number two, you know, when all of the music numbers appear uh, after each other. The movie has been like, it's a story about getting these musical numbers up on the Broadway's scene or something. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, it's just the these three numbers after each other. So that is definitely derailing the narrative. And my number one spot would have to be Girl Shy when the entire uh, chase at the end of the um, movie is like a half hour long and it's just all about that chase. Yeah, focusing um, in can, on the can you uh, can you remember any other derailing the narrative? No, but I, but I guess Harold Lloyd does this from time to time, and and I guess Buster Keaton likes to finish off with a big chase as well. That yeah, that really gets to shine and and take over mm. full full heartedly. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, thing to let the, yeah, let the action more, just... Uh, more films should derail the narrative. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's then, an art form as well because it, it can make you lose interest as well if, if not handled well because what, what is there to follow? Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the red line just uh, cuts away and you're left, mm. uh, <laughs> left in 30 minutes of... Uh, explosions but that sound kind of yeah. nice so uh i think i should end this with my final list then uh and it's a big list it's the best stunts oh man Let's i mean, go out I, mean with a bang. I mean there's stunts in every movie we have watched basically yeah i only have five but maybe you can add no i have six i think <laughs> um how many are there one two three four five six seven i got seven seven okay. Mm. Seven big stunt, big ass stunts. Seven stunts. So my number seven: ducking bullets for real in Scarface. Yeah, that's. Do you remember? Yeah, pretty dangerous stuff. Yeah, it's Paul Mooney. He's coming <laughs> out uh, from a back door somewhere, and uh, he's jumping down and. Immediately after he jumps down and out of frame, you see the wall being plastered with uh, bullets. 
And it might be an edit, of course, but I think we actually see him still in the frame when the bullets, bullet holes appear on the wall behind. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, on to number six. It's almost then. sinister. Yeah. That movie. How could they do this <laughs> against uh, Paul Mooney? I mean, it might be an edit, and that, and that, and in that case, it's not a stunt at all. But uh, hey, it looked uh, badass. I'm <laughs> yeah, assuming. I'm assuming it's a weird ass stunt. So, number six, then, would have to be Buster Keaton jumping from a roof onto a baldachin down into a fire station onto a fire truck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do a, a top, uh, top ten with uh, Buster Keaton alone. Yeah, 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 definitely. It could, uh, the list could consist only of Buster Keaton stunts. Um, and this stunt is from the movie Three Ages, um, which is a movie about three different time ages. Uh, and this is like uh, um, the time he was in, the 20s. Um, but yeah, it's quite uh, spectacular. So let's move on to our number five. And that is Buster Keaton! Changing cars in one week, ending up on a motorcycle. Do you remember this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and his bride are out uh, on their honeymoon trip or something. They've just been married. And he's he has a buddy or something that is driving the car that is at the same time trying to oogle the bride. He's very interested in the bride. And so Buster Keaton and the bride uh, figures we should switch cars because he's unpleasant to us. <laughs> and so uh, they suddenly uh, jump over to another car. First the bride and then Buster. And then Buster does uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme split between the cars. And then a motorcycle comes between and picks him up. And we're like, how the, f- how the F did he do that? That's just uh, bonkers. Yeah, that's Buster Keaton for you. Um, so, yeah, my number four. <laughs> well, it's actually I'm reusing the Douglas Fairbanks fight from In a Modern Musketeer because it's so damn spectacular. Uh, there's He's doing so many different things here. He's climbing the walls. He's throwing tables. Um, yeah, he's doing everything, really. That is the Douglas Fairbanks uh, thingamajig. Yeah, so Douglas I really Fairbanks. wanted to get that in there. Is that his uh, spot on here, or will he feature again? No, that would be my spot. Do you, do you find? Do you have another one? You would no, like yeah, to yeah, but, but maybe, maybe I would uh, t- for for stunts. Maybe the parkour scene in Mark of Sorrow mm. instead. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's pretty good as well. It's got some great great shots. Uh, of the man doing his stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, in my number three spot, I have chosen Pearl White, one of these um, serial queens, uh, when she is um, holding on to a hot air balloon by a rope uh, beneath the balloon and soaring over countryside and city. 
that was uh, crazy. So mad props to Pearl White. Uh, my number two stunt, that's Yakima Kanak falling under horses and a stagecoach in Stagecoach. <laughs> the, the, the classic stunt. Yeah, the classic stunt. I mean, uh, it's spectacular. Any which way you want to uh, watch that. Um, you, you can't help but being amazed by his courage and his uh, athleticism here. Yeah. Great stuff. I, I think stuff. some of the Hazards of Helen stuff could have featured easily on here as well. Mm. Yeah, but I did have a special train stunt. Uh, thing, yeah, yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I think, yeah. So uh, my number one best stunt that we've seen, what would you say it is? <laughs> Always leaving me for the guesswork. The best stunt. Oh, uh, I don't know. Should it be something with Buster Keaton, I suppose. It is. Uh, it is. But which one have you picked? <laughs> there are so many. Yeah, there are so many. Uh, and I mean, you can always. I mean, there's uh, some amazing stuff in in that motorcycle chase in Sherlock Junior. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that I that I really enjoy, where mm, he goes on mm. the the sta- with, with the steering. The steering? Yeah, on the... Without the driver and drives the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's crazy. Going on bridges and stuff. It's, well, but it's, it's like you said, it could be only Buster Keaton stunts in this uh, category. Um, but maybe something but, from uh, Steamboat Bill Jr., which should have been mentioned, of course, on the derailing narrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the storm definitely derails that yeah, narrative. <laughs> I agree, I agree. And there are some spectacular things going on in that storm exactly and uh, yes Anders it is from Steamboat Bill Jr it's the quintessential wall falling over Buster Keaton stunt ah and him, yeah yeah okay and him uh, just getting into the window um, I mean that has to be the most dangerous stunts of them all I mean, he could get crushed if he was, like, only a few centimeters wrong in his position. Uh, and, I mean, uh, the the wall, it looks massive. It's not a, a, a tiny uh, papier-mâché wall. It's a real thick-ass wall that's falling down with a kaboom. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's mad to do that. And, uh, yeah. It's uh, pretty spectacular. Yeah, and uh, Steamboat Bill Jr., of course, is uh, in whole one one uh, action cinema classic. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. And that's my lists for you, man. Uh, that's, what I, that's where I conclude this uh, list bonanza. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- thank you. <laughs> Na- well, nice, you're welcome. Nice of you of uh, giving a ring and... Uh, uh, shoving this <laughs> down my uh, my ears. Yeah, so maybe we should uh, call it a day, Anders, and uh, wish everybody a happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. <laughs>